Hello TIB fans, glad you joined us again for this new episode of the TIB Playground podcast. This episode is a special one. We had the privilege to meet former Antwerp Giants coach Roel Moors. Coach Moors joined the German powerhouse team Bros Bamberg during the summer. We drove all the way down to Bonn where his team was about to play the next game in the German league. We talked about half an hour about his experiences so far in the German league, but also about his thoughts on the current state of the Belgian league and what he thinks could help any player reach their full potential. It's also a special episode because we have the whole conversation on tape and this video is available right now on our YouTube channel. So go check it out if you can. As always, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us and leave a comment or rating to help us improve the podcast each time. So here's the interview. Okay, welcome Coach Moors. Thank you. To our podcast. Thank you for having the time for us. Um, we're here in the woods of Germany, in Bonn to be exactly, because it's game day for your new team Bamberg tonight. What are your expectations for tonight? expectations of course is uh, like every week we want to win that game we know we play against a team that is uh, usually playing their better basketball in their arena uh, they just come off a tough loss uh, in the Champions League so uh, we expect them to be ready and uh, we have to be ready as well how were your first couple of months uh, with your new team what what experience what what is the biggest difference than for say Antwerp well, there's for sure some positives and some negatives. Antwerp for me was a really special situation because it was uh, I had that emotional connection with the club, with its fans, and with uh, with the people in the in the board. Um, so it was special, but uh, I was kind of in my in my comfort zone, and uh, it was always a dream for me to work in a in a bigger league. And uh, when that opportunity came. It was still a tough decision to make, uh, but at the end, I think the, the the attraction of a bigger league and, uh, and, and a big team like Bamberg was uh, was just too high. So you speak about your comfort zone. Can you explain a little bit what's different now? Where, what aspect is keeping you out of your comfort zone now? Well, it's more the fact that, uh, of course, in Antwerp, I was. Uh, I was thrown into the profession of, of being a head coach a little bit unexpectedly. I was a, I was a player there first for many years. Uh, I was an assistant coach really, really briefly, but I had a, I had a certain reputation as a player that I carried with me. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I had the opportunity, uh, I received the opportunity from uh, Roger Rules, the president, to grow slowly into uh, becoming a head coach. Of course, here... Uh, Nobody knows me. Uh, I have uh, I have the success with Antwerp last year. That's why I'm here, of course. But uh, I have to start and I have to make a name for myself all over again, which is, of course, out of the comfort zone. But it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's I see it more as a as a positive thing. Can I can I make something? Can I build something without having the name as a player behind me? That is that the only reason that that you had a really good performance against Bamberg last year that they made it decision to get you as a coach or were there other aspects as well 
No, I think it's a, it's a combination of... Uh, it's not, of course, only the games against Bamberg. I think we had a really good Champions League uh, competition. That's, mm -hmm. why, that's why I was on the radar of, of some, some other clubs in, in other countries. They wanted to build uh, in Bamberg. They also want to want to rebuild a little bit. Uh, they don't have that Euroleague roster or budget anymore, so they want to rebuild with younger players that uh, that can grow into bigger bigger names. And that's exactly what we created a little bit in Antwerp, bringing in younger guys that uh, now or a lot of them are in in, in bigger leagues. So and that's what they wanted to create in Bamberg and I guess that's why that's one of the big reasons that they were thinking about me. Um, I imagine that your years as a point guard really helped you to become a coach. Was it always in your mind after your playing career to become a coach? I cannot say it was always in my mind but it was in my mind pretty early. I, I think I did my uh, the first part of my coaching de degrees. I. I uh, I had them when I was playing in Shalawa, so it's many, many years ago, so I was thinking about it. I was not sure yet. It's more the last four or five years of my career that I, that I really started uh, to think about really becoming a coach. Of course, experience as a player, whether it's point guard or, or center or forward, it always helps. But of course, it's no, uh, it's no, it's key, no, it's no, it's no yeah. key to success. There are many coaches that were not good players or not even played at all and that are still at the highest level and you also yeah. have the opposite of great players that never really have a have a coaching career yeah, true you have i had a lot of coaches over the couple of years if you would say one of the best coaches you would have had and one would say also what kind of coach would be your inspiration for you as a coach it's a good question, but it's also a very difficult to yeah. answer because I think every coach has aspects that you really like and that you uh, that you and I think that's the the nice thing about this profession is is taking something from 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 everywhere yeah. because everywhere you can take a little a little bit. Of course, you need your own philosophy, mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's the most difficult sometimes to take parts that fit your philosophy. But okay, I had I had many great coaches. Uh, so it's really difficult to name one. Yeah. Uh, of course, I worked really long with uh, with Eddie Castells, who is as far as preparation for a game and as far as uh, building up a practice for me is really really strong. But also Anzulovic with with Charlawa was as a game coach was very very strong. And uh, in early on, I had Tony Van den Bos, who, who also was a great uh, game manager. Uh, and later on, my last uh, two years. I had Paul Vervaak who, who really triggered maybe uh, triggered the last the last step to becoming a, a head coach. Uh -huh. You talk about your philosophy also uh, during an interview uh, the last couple of weeks. You told that your philosophy will not change in this new club. So what is your philosophy philosophy exactly, and do you think it will work here in a competition in a in a league like the German League? Uh, philosophy doesn't change. It's maybe uh, it's maybe too strong. A philosophy is is will stay, but there's of course little things that you mm. always ad adapt. I think uh, that's also the nice thing about coaching. You can never stand still because there's always new things that that come up and that you have to uh, adapt to. In general, philosophy is that we want. Uh, I want my team to play really invested in defense, uh, really aggressive, and also uh, playing physical and offensively. Uh, 
the ideal picture is that we have 20 assists every game, that we share the ball, that we move. I don't, I don't like too many isolation plays. It's part of the game, and I think sometimes, uh, both inside and outside, sometimes it's it's necessary. Uh, but I also like to, to see the the quick ball movement, and um, that's basically where we focus on a lot. Is that also a reason why you, well, I wouldn't say brought extra players from Antwerp back to Bamberg, like Paris Lee? He really wanted to play with you, even though he was going to Greece. Is that is that because of your philosophy, because your style of play that he really liked, or he liked you as a person? I don't know. What what would of course that's a that's a difficult yeah. question for me to answer. Maybe that's a question for him. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, I was uh, for me he he had signed somewhere else, so I I was looking to other point guards, and mm. then uh, at one point I uh, it came to my ears that he was uh, they that the moment I signed in Bamberg that he was open to uh, to still joining us. But at that time, I was in the process of looking for other point guards, which is not so easy because it's a very important uh, position. Yeah. And of course, when you have when you go to a new team and you can bring somebody where you know his strengths, but also his weaknesses, and you know that he knows your philosophy already, uh-huh. I think it helps. So makes uh, it easier. Yeah, yeah, it makes it easier. Yeah. Is that also the reason why Ratin joined the team? I have never worked with Ratin before, so it's not the reason. Uh, I think we needed a a physical profile that could create. We had in the beginning of the season a little bit of problem that uh, too much of the creations were depending on on Paris. And of course, in a, in a league with uh, with a lot a lot of good guards, it's uh, it was too much for him to handle by himself. So we uh, we decided to bring in another guy uh, that could create, and Ritin was was on the market. So that's why it became uh, an option. Could you compare your material, the players you have right now, with the situation in Antwerp? Of course, it's a different league, but like the composition, like do you think you can have the same results? in long term I think it would be a big mistake to try to copy what we had in Antwerp because it's uh, it's going to be very tough and I will always stay uh, behind disappointed first of all we don't have the same team I don't have uh, a guy that we can throw the ball uh, two meters be higher than the rim and he will still catch it we yeah. don't have Ismail Bako we don't have uh, we and it was not the idea to create the same roster because it's not possible at the same time in Antwerp we had so It, it was not built on, 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 on one week or two weeks. It was the work of two years yeah. and, and, and the strength of that Antwerp team. More than the talent, maybe was the chemistry, the way those guys were sticking together uh, through good times, but also tough times. And of course, it's tough to create that again. Uh, but it's, it's one of the keys to succeed is uh, a good chemistry. So we're building on that right now and, and we're trying to find our own identity. I'm not trying to build a new Antwerp team. I'm trying to build a team that can play in a, in a in a different league because it's a totally different league. Do you think that the structure, the way that the club is structured, would allow you to take the time to build something like that? That we will have to see. Of course, I cannot look uh, too much ahead. As a coach, you have to you have to you have to know you have to get results uh-huh. right away. And especially with a team uh, like Bamberg, where uh, okay, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. You feel the pressure already. Uh, there's always pressure. Even when you win, it's uh, it's sometimes not good enough, which is which is also something that that attracted me because uh, as a coach, if you can survive in an environment like this where pressure is high, uh-huh. where where there's a lot of expectations, where people in the past saw so many great players pass by and so 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 good of a basketball being played, 
it's a challenge to uh, to succeed in that kind of environment. Uh-huh. What made you decide to go to Germany? If if you said there were other teams that also were interested, I can imagine you you've done almost or you had the most success already in Belgium. So staying in Belgium would not be really a challenge anymore, I think. But why Germany? Why not Italy or other countries? I don't know which ones that contacted you. But what made Germany so appealing? But first of all, I want to make clear I didn't feel that I was uh, too good or 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 that I didn't have a challenge anymore in Belgium because I think in Belgium there were also challenges. I think it's a combination of the fact that it was my dream to work in a bigger league and the realization that I knew that the offers came because of the Champions League mm-hmm. campaign, not of not because we won the Belgian Cup or whatever. So as a Belgian team to have those kind of results in Champions League, it's not easy. So I mm-hmm. thought the moment was there. Why Germany? It's a choice. Uh, I think the German league is very competitive. It's very strong. There's 17 teams where never ever you have an easy game. And structurally, it's one of the best leagues. In, not, not maybe the... If you talk about basketball, there are two or three or four leagues that are maybe higher. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you talk about structure, I think Germany is, is one of the best already. And uh, the combination of a good league and a, and a team like Bamberg, which is still, it's not Bamberg of three, four years ago, but it's still a big name. Uh, that combination made it uh, pretty easy. Can you talk about the structure you see in a league like this one compared to the Belgian league? What, what has... Um, what surprised you the most, let's say? Yeah, that there's rules for everywhere and that the rules are respected. And I uh, I think the worst thing we can do is, is talk negative about the Belgian League because it will not help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, and I've said it in the past also to, to the ones that are responsible, I think it starts, everything starts with structure. And if you have, and not everything ha- is, is has to do with a lot of money, but but more with structure. And if you have a good structure, then you build a certain image, you build a certain image, and from that image, your league can grow. Because I remember not, okay, of course, Germany is a, is a, is a bigger market, so Belgium will never be able to compete with that anymore. Mm-hmm. But not so long ago, I think Belgium was pretty competitive with Germany, and now the difference is, is pretty, pretty big. Uh, what do you think is the main reason? Is it because players don't want to go to Belgium anymore, or is it because our youth is not at the level anymore that they can progress to a first team is it media coverage what aspects has changed then since then i think it's a combination uh, i think first of all we need to play belgian guys in belgium that's one because if not they cannot improve uh, second again we come to the structure if you look at the if you look at the gyms in uh, in belgium uh-huh. it's maybe it's maybe stupid but if you look at the first of all all games here are covered with by yeah. t- by television and still and still all gyms are full and still for example here in bonn i think the cheapest ticket is 28 euros and still the gym is full yeah. and if you play on tuesday whether you play wednesday thursday it's always full so all the excuses that we have in Belgium, like okay, there's uh, it's good weather, or the, it's too expensive, or the game is on Tuesday, here it's not a factor. So we have to realize that maybe the problem is something else. If you see the gyms, here it's always the same. Uh, there's one sticker of the BBL. There's w- there's a, a certain spot to have a sponsor to have a sponsor, but there's no uh, there's not uh, 20 stickers on the floor. But it's simple things, but it creates an image. 
Uh, another example, for example, now they want in Belgium, which I, I'm thankful for because it allows me to follow a lot of games, they want to stream all games, which is, for me, it's a, a really, really good initiative. Mm -hmm. But you have to do it the right way because now if I look at the stream, uh, half of the time it's not working or it's uh, it's slow. or So if you want to do that as a league, I think it's f perfect. Again, I don't want to be <laughs> negative. But you have to make sure yeah. that everything is set up. You have to demand from your clubs that there's a certain speed of internet. And as I understood, it was demanded, but why doesn't it work then? Well, you, you touched uh, a sensitive point also for uh, This Is Basketball, because we were also trying to do that a couple of years ago and trying to get in contact with the clubs and so on. And it, all, it was always difficult to get the best quality of streams it also costs money and there has to be some support not only from the league but from the clubs as well of course to get something like that and i think you're right i think once you reach that level of coverage people will really see how good and how fun it is to go to a basketball game and they will start going that's my belief i agree I that's agree. my belief and this will create a culture i think a culture of basketball. There are a lot of people playing basketball. There are a lot of fans in, in Belgium for basketball. But some people that I speak with are fans of basketball, but are only fan of the NBA. They watch NBA. They're crazy about the NBA, but they don't know a thing about the first division in Belgium. That to me is crazy. Yeah. It's and I think it's that those kind of people that we have to get yeah. into our gyms because it's such a nice sport also on the Belgian mm -hmm. level, but you have to sell a product. Yeah. Yeah, and it's always, it's, we always come back to the same. You have to sell a product and people have to come to the gym and people have to experience that it's so nice to be in the gym and not in front of the television. Mm -hmm. um, because every time you talk to people that come to, uh, to see a game from the f for the first time, they always like it. They always like it, but we never, yeah. get them in, we never get them in the gym a second time. And that's a little bit the problem. We have to find some ways mm -hmm. Of course, it's easy to uh, talk about problems. I don't have to be to be clear. I no. don't have the solutions either. It's uh, not easy. That's so for sure. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, no, but um, talking about culture, talking about creating the culture, talking about that's that's what I wanted to say. Belgian players, you know, um, youth players playing for the first team for for the division one teams in belgium why is it so difficult for teams to do that you made with antwerp a great example that it works and you get great results as long as you have the patience to get to a certain level with those guys and those guys are still there most of them and they again do a great job you know yes of course in antwerp you always have to be honest in antwerp we had the the, the luxury that we could have the the better uh, the better yeah. belgian talent because it's uh, okay of course if you can get uh, hans van van or you can get ismail bako mm -hmm. it's a little bit easier uh, but at the same time you also have to realize we are a closed league we have 10 teams we are a closed league so there's no no kind of pressure to uh, to go down so mm -hmm. i think uh, some teams really have to think about investing in younger belgian yeah. players and putting them on the floor the only way you can you can you can improve at the end is when when you give those guys playing time and and maybe yeah we, maybe we need to think about the number of, of foreigners although in basketball i think i don't like to talk too much about 
uh, foreigner or, or Belgian. Mm. But if we want to push our talents, if we want to get better again as a league, it will it will have to be like that. Is there some kind of rule here in Germany for that to help develop the youth players? No, I think it's uh, it's also in Germany. It's a problem uh, uh -huh. with some teams. Uh, you see, of course, the better teams that play uh, that play European basketball. They need uh, they need good Germans because they have uh, they have so many games, and then you need more yeah. players. But some teams also play with uh, with six foreigners and and two Germans that play limited minutes. So it's also here. It's it's an issue, uh, like like in many leagues. And if you would uh, look at the Belgian league, um, there are only a few players that really make it outside of Belgium. Baku has gotten a great opportunity to go to Asphalt. But if I look at the German league, there's only now Retin and La Sisi. Why are there not more Belgian players here in, in Germany? Uh, of course, I think we have uh, we don't have uh, 20, 20 guys to choose from. There's not uh, we don't have that many players in Belgium now that are ready for for that kind yeah. of level. Uh, so I think again that's the first step we have to. But it also it also has to do with mentality because uh, I don't think it's only a question of uh, Division One teams giving young guys a chance. They those young guys also need to work for it and they mm -hmm. also need to to want to have that chance. It's too easy to say, oh, I'm in first division now, I'm sitting there and I'm happy. What do you do to get to get to a certain level? So <laughs> it, it, it's the responsibility is not only the clubs or it's also the players. I think about me mentality that you are really uh, somebody they should look at for a great mentality as a player. You've played many, many, many years. And what is for you that was one of my questions as well. What is the secret to stay so healthy and fit as a player so long? I think it's the way, it's it's your mentality. Of course, I also had my share of injuries, but yeah. it's what, uh, there's so many talents, um, talented guys, also in Belgium, guys that had more talent than me, uh, but that maybe didn't have the mindset. There's so many guys that get that that don't make it because they don't have the right mindset, and it starts, I think, with uh, with development of young. I think we have to really, when when we talk about development of young guys, and it starts at a young age. We we need to work on mentality of those players. They need to have the right mindset to become a, a successful basketball player or or mm. other other sports. But it starts with with the mind. You need a you need a special mind to be uh, to be a professional uh, sportsman for you is it also like putting in place a daily routine f as a professional basketball player eating the right foods getting enough sleep doing the workouts how they should be done not s like uh turning corners when you can i think it's uh of course routine of course food if you don't eat the right way if you don't if you want to play video games all night <laughs> long it, it, w it can work it can work uh, one week but at the end you will uh you will not survive but what's more important i think is not it's what you do in practice of course uh that you uh, that you don't uh, cut the corners like you say but especially what you do after and before practice do you do something extra because okay a practice sometimes it's tactical but do you work on your game? Do you work on your ball handling? Do you work on your finishing? Do you do extra work um, on your shooting? All, all, all aspects of the game, I think that's more important. What do you do in the summer? 
summertime mm-hmm. summertime is True. for me is, is for me the most important time for a basketball uh-huh. player do you sit on a beach uh one week which is perfect because i think everybody needs that mentally or do you sit on, on a beach four weeks uh-huh. that's that's the question is there something you can control like for your players n- right now is that something that's being set as a rule to eat good to to make your schedule and so on control control no because if they go home i, I don't I, i don't have the ambition to see what they uh, yeah. what they eat uh, but you can i think you can um, you can create a certain culture uh-huh. where where players know what to do and not everybody will do it but if you can if you have 12 players and 10 out of 12 they know what to do and they will also do it i think it's a success uh for example in bamberg everybody comes in 45 minutes before practice they're on the floor they're working they're shooting they're uh, of course we have the uh, the luxury to have individual coaches for uh mm-hmm. for many things so but it's really a culture it's not a practice is uh, not from four to six it's from uh from 3:15 to 6:30. so it's not because all those coaches are there that they are doing it No, no. Even without the coaches, they, they already would be doing that. Yeah, because it's a culture we create. They yeah. have to get in. They have to. They they need to work. But of course, at, a, at first you need to push players. If you give them the freedom, they will not do. Many many of them will not do it. You have to push them until they believe uh-huh. this 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 helps me. I'm this getting benefits, be- yeah. I'm I'm getting better, and then they will do it automatically. Was that not here at the start of the season? Yeah, it was. It, uh, it, it was, was already. It yeah. was already a culture. Yeah. It was already a culture. It's nothing new. It's nothing. They new. know it's a really big league. Yeah, I think I think Germany is known for that. Uh, German players are very disciplined. They're very hardworking. And if you come here as a as a foreigner, you have to follow. You have to follow their example. And uh, it was it was like that. I also tried to do it in 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 Antwerp. Mm-hmm. I think we also were benefit benefiting a lot from the extra work we did. But I think all, all I don't know how it works in other teams, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that many teams do it, but it's a culture that you can and, and need to create. Would it be something that in your days as a player, you would d- like uh, have the ambition to go to a league, to a team like Bamba? Would you do it if they would ask you to go? As a player? Yeah. Yes, of course. I didn't have the, I never had the luxury to, to have but that. But you had one experience. Uh, yes. If I see at the in list, foul, yes. yeah, at Villarban where yes. Baku is right now, how did that came about? How? Yeah, it was. I was without a team. It was a situation where I was about to resign with uh, with Charlois, and then at the last moment something came up and it didn't work out, and I was without a team. And as well, they had an injured player, and there's a rule in 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 France that you can replace an injured player. Okay. Uh, but when the injured player is back on the uh, in the roster, you have to leave. So I oh. I, I was there for uh, I think two months, two months and a half. It was a great experience at a, at a as well. Also back then was a great uh, a big club. You so it's something you really would like it to have done more. Did you have more opportunities, or did you say, oh, I'm I'm pretty good and it, in Belgium with the Giants, of course. No. Uh, At one point, I had the ambition, but it's all about making choices, and I, I don't regret choices that I made. Mm. I don't regret because it, it I'm happy with the career I had, but I think uh, if I could do it again, I would have some other choices. I think uh, when I signed in Charleroi uh, in the beginning, when I was 22, 22 years old, I signed there five years. Back then, Charleroi was a really good organization. Sure. 
but maybe I, 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 I shouldn't have done it. Maybe I should have left after I was the first two years. I was two times player of the year. We had two times a great year. Maybe I should have left then. But of course, I had that contract uh, in Charleroi, and it was not so easy back then mm. to leave. Yeah. And is is it something that you think um, you miss as an experience when you're a coach right now in a foreign country, in a, in a, a league that you don't know, with a lot of guys getting together? Would that be something that would be help, have helpful for you as a coach to be or to have played abroad more than that? Maybe yes, but of course it's it's not like that. So it's uh, it's even uh, not really useful to ask myself this question. Mm. I uh, I think I'm uh, I, I I have the experience of playing so long, of yeah. playing also many many games for national teams. So I I think I know how European basketball works. And for me, this is now I'm I'm exploring a little bit a new league. I'm exploring a little bit a new club. So it's it's also very interesting. Mm -hmm. Talking about the national team, you had a short period where you were assistant coach. Is that also an ambition in the future to become the national coach? I'm not really occupied with that. I think it's, uh, first of all, I think national team is in very good hands. Yeah. And second, um, it's it's hard to combine especially when you when you are coaching uh outside of belgium it's very very hard to combine i'm re i really want i think i need all of my energy yeah. uh to focus on my on my team and 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 maybe have that 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 three weeks four weeks in the summer to spend with my family yeah. so no it's for the moment it's not an ambition but i of course in the future uh maybe yes yeah you left your family behind right now is that something if it goes well after a year that you would think about really bringing them over? Or do you say, no, it's two years, I'm going to stay here with Adam and then we'll see? Uh, we, have to we have to see that after how this year go. Uh, it was really tough to bring them uh, the first year because, okay, you go into a new situation, yeah. uh, kids are in school. So, of course, I want them by my side, mm. uh, but it was it was not so easy. Um, they try to come every three weeks, every four weeks, so it's 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 doable, yeah. let's say. But of course, if you 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 want to see your kids and your wife yeah, every every true. day, but okay, uh, it's a profession. I know why I'm here. Um, it gives me also the opportunity to really focus only on basketball. Yeah. So it okay. We we'll, we will see. We have to see after this year how it goes. But uh, of course, this is not a situation that you can do five, six years. Yeah, yeah. What would make this um, period, this, this opportunity, a success for you? My success is measured by, by, by uh, first of all, by results, like, uh, like it always is. Uh, but it's more than that for me. Uh, of course, we need results, but we need to, uh, if we are able to, to build something here uh, from scratch with a lot of new guys, with a lot of younger guys, and we can build an identity again for Bamberg, a new identity, not, not the Bamberg that was playing EuroLeague, but maybe the Bamberg that was uh, having success uh, the first time, uh, 10, 10, 11 years ago, when they had their first titles. Uh, if we can bring that identity back, uh, then I think it would be a success, yes. And if it's a success after two years, Maybe you stay, maybe you go. You already think about that? Uh, you cannot plan ahead. Yeah. Uh, I have a contract for two years. Uh, I try to make the best out of it, and yeah. afterwards we will see. Uh, yeah. it's, it's too early to, s to talk about that. Okay. Well, I will th thank you again for your time, Coach. You're welcome. 
I wish you all the luck tonight. Thank you. I hope you can uh, win again. And, uh, well, let's talk later. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.